but uh, yeah, can I lift up and put down my tea? Yeah, I think it should <laughs> be okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, maybe I'll get. No, you don't need it. You're fine. Mm-hmm. It adds character to the to the overall. Oh mood yeah, if we can hear. Yeah. We can hear sounds. <laughs> yeah. um, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Um, yeah, I am um, very, very busy at the moment. It's kind of yeah. like, you know when you're, you're working and then you have a project on as well and you're just like, I can't wait <laughs> until this week is over. The project's o- yeah. one job. Projects always seem like such a good idea. Yes. But, and that's why I kind of, all my projects are kind of, I, I'm only answering to me, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's no possibility that they'll make money. So no, yes, it's so upset. no, it's so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah, because yeah. there's, you know, you think, yeah, I'm going to do other things, you know, to keep myself fulfilled and all that, yeah, and yeah. then you realize, I don't care about being but fulfilled. It, I always kind of remind uh, students of the, you know, this the good, fast, and cheap oh, triangle. Right. So if you that. want something done, mm-hmm. uh, if you want it to be good and you want it quickly, it yeah. won't be cheap. Oh, okay. If you want it to be uh, cheap and good, it, you won't be getting it quickly. So you can only pick two of the cheap, fast, and good. Okay, right. Because you know, yeah. you'll never get all three. You right. never get something cheap, cheap, really quickly, and really good. Yeah. It's well, just not possible. Yeah. So something's got to give somewhere, and yeah. it's going to be, you know. I think that's when yeah. things get very stressful, is when people are expecting. Because I find this working in production companies, a lot of people yeah. expect, like clients, they would ask the production company for something, and they'd want something really good yeah. and at a really quick turnaround yeah. and, for, and for quite a cheap price as yeah, well. Yeah, ridiculous like, prices. That's not going to yeah. happen. There was a, somebody on, on Twitter was saying that they had pitched for like um, a copywriting job in advertising mm-hmm. and they were told that their pitch, uh, the quote was ridiculous. They had quoted something like £25 sterling mm-hmm. for, this, for this copywriting mm-hmm. job it's okay. and they were told by a big company that it was too much. Too much. It's this kind of, yeah. this kind of, you know, that side fiver. Oh yeah, it's the, yeah. that mentality, the gig mentality, yeah. and people, you know, working from home for. Yeah. I'll do your logo for yeah, well, the ten is, euros. Yeah, is that Fiverr is one of those websites where you get people to people from all over yeah, the world will do it absolutely. for you. Yeah, and in a way, like, there's very little on it for a Fiverr, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. But and it can be very good. Like one of our students did a thing where she did. Um, I was watching a video, a short film that she made, and there was one part in it where. Uh, the stu- or the person in the film was having a text conversation, mm-hmm. and these amazing graphics popped up on the screen. Yeah. you know that were you know they were they were kind of tracked with the motion of. So she's looking at the phone and it's moving oh, slow, yeah, yeah. or it's looking at her and the the speech bubble will pop up, and when she moves her head, it kind of tracks with her oh, a little wow, bit. Yeah, and yeah. she just went on Fiverr and paid someone like twenty quid to do I it for know. her, and then. She needed a uh, a Chinese voiceover from somebody off screen. Right. So she just sent some a voiceover artist in China a list of her dialogue. Mm-hmm. Hey, ten quid for it. Hey, back. Now I don't think students should have to feel they have to yeah. spend money like that. But I, I just kind of thought, but what it added to the thing, the polish that it added was. That's the thing. Like it is amazing that these services yeah. are available, but at the same time, then it kind of uh, you don't learn market. the thing. You yeah, know. that's the thing. And I'm also like, who are these people that are doing these amazing things for such? So they're really getting underpaid, and then oh, yeah. and then well, it also think, puts a lot of pressure on other people. Yeah. Saying companies, people expect the same oh, yeah, level, absolutely. and you just can't. But it's that. it's kind of this democratization of of software and stuff like that. It's like there was always kind of some barrier, you know to why you couldn't make your film or why you couldn't mm. make your album or you couldn't get into a shop yeah. or, 
you know, and now that's kind of yeah, it's, it's going. There's good and bad to it. Yeah, you know, definitely. It really yeah, is. yeah. But uh, I don't have a go after that. Yeah, that's a very serious <laughs> topic there for, yeah. <laughs> for the start yeah. compared to our usual, you know, fart yeah. jokes and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm not quite sure how we get onto that. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna stop. Oh, just my projects and thing. just saying. Oh yeah, yeah. Busy, just but it's all fine. People's yeah, expectations. Week, but I always think kind of going in and when. I think it's a good way to think of it in terms of if somebody wants something from you, mm, you can yeah. go, yeah, this is what I can do. You know, yeah. if you want it to be really good, yeah, it certainly won't be fast and it definitely won't be cheap. Yeah, you know? no, that's but, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that yeah. triad. But you know, <laughs> money fixes all triad. three. Do you yeah, know what I mean? and, this is and the it's thing. you know, yeah. Um, but yeah. if you don't have that, you can only yeah. pick two. <laughs> yeah, which most people don't. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you know, you know the, the two that you've got the options. Yeah. Um, so, so, so but, this week yeah. we're, we're going to talk about Sea Spiracy. Yeah. We're going to talk about a film called Promising Young Woman, and we're going to talk about I listened to the Wilco album A Ghost Is Born. Ghost is born. So, we're going to talk yeah. about the three of those. So, will we start with Sea Spiracy? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So, Sea is a Netflix documentary directed by and starring Ali Tabrizi, a British filmmaker. I thought he was Australian. Apparently, I he's British. Did too. Yeah. yeah. The documentary, which was released in March 2021, follows a personal investigation into the existential threat facing the world's oceans from overfishing. The film garnered immediate attention in several countries and landed itself in hot water from some charities and experts for its gotcha journalism, dated facts, and on its official Instagram account, a failure to acknowledge Inuit rights. The film raises as many questions as it answers. What would sustainable fishing look like? If fishing were sustainably reduced, what would happen to the communities who depend on it? And why, as Will and Twitter demanded to know, did they not call it conspiracy? Yes, that is my absolute first point to talk about. My name is Ali. I've been fascinated with the ocean for as long as I can remember. But this romantic vision that I always had of the ocean changed. I was forced to confront a side of the story I never knew. A story of just how huge our impact on the seas had become. Where are the big environment groups? They are deliberately not engaging with the most important issue of all. Can you turn off the cameras? Thanks. Would you say there's any safety concerns for me making this film? The safety concerns are serious. Ignore them at your risk. If you're getting in the way of their business, you are risking your own life. The slaughter of these dolphins is a reaction to the overfishing that's happening. We hear a lot about blood diamonds. This is blood shrimp. We are at war with the oceans, and if we win this war, we're going to lose it all because mankind is not able to live on this planet with the Dead Sea. I just don't see how you could possibly enforce sustainable fishing laws with all these boats. The same syndicates that are behind illegal fishing are the same criminal groups that are behind drug trafficking, human trafficking, and other crimes. So there's no slavery going on? No, no. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. If you want to address climate change, the first thing you do is protect the ocean. And the solution to that is very simple. Leave it alone. Most of the positive and negative things that bring about change in human civilization start with someone. Someone. So 
so you weren't the only one who oh, thought it drove, that. Oh, it drove me mad. I don't know why it annoyed me so much. Yeah. Seaspiracy? <laughs> what? That's nothing. I think it was because... They, so it's the same team who did Cowspiracy on Netflix, which I haven't watched yet. Yeah. <laughs> Cowspiracy is definitely better. Yeah. But yeah. The, see, so I'm assuming they just tacked on. They just kind of thought, not even going to think about any other options. We'll I, just tack on C. But no one's going to go... You know, if they went sea spiracy, no one's thinking this must be a follow up to Cat yeah. Spiracy. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not a, it's not Star Wars. It's not that kind of franchise. But it uh, just yeah. really annoyed me that Is that it, missed opportunity. Yeah, and also it's just a silly name. It's, it's just stupid. it made because I saw this yeah. advertised and I thought that's a stupid name and it automatically yeah, yeah. cut me off. But then I kept hearing all this controversy about it and I thought oh, maybe it might be good to watch this so yeah. had you heard much about it before we watched it no no but just on, on that, my last point on conspiracy is <laughs> it must have been suggested <laughs> conspiracy must have been suggested and they went no we're going to go with conspiracy that's better mm-hmm. it is not better it's so funny how angry you look right oh, now it's Wilson just so there arms folded and just <laughs> shaking his head <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just it just strikes me as what what problem is seaspiracy solving <laughs> that conspiracy is not marketing is so important. Do you know what I mean? It it's is, a, yeah, for, it and for is. a documentary about you know it's not it's not exactly was it blackfish? Yeah, you know, which was a much more. I haven't marketable. seen that yet, but it, it's definitely worth a look, and it's got. I just feel like I'm gonna not like it's gonna be really sad or horrible. Or oh, something. it is definitely, it is definitely. And, there's some moments where, excuse me, there's a moment where one of the um, the people who work with the fish in the shows is dragged to the bottom by his ankle oh. and held down there for a long time by, oh, the, God, right. by the killer whale and you're just kind of wondering if he's going to make it back up. Jesus. Spoiler, he does. It, it, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't heard about this before. I'd seen it kind of, a, you know, recommended for you or, mm, yeah. you know, popular in Ireland today on Netflix, but I hadn't, I hadn't watched it. Mm-hmm. I, hadn't, um, I hadn't heard of this documentary documentarian at all yeah uh, so he's only 27 well, every time I hear that I was like oh, do you know God. what there's, there's a part of the my opinions on the documentary I, I don't mean this to sound patronising I'm sure it will I really don't mean it but I kind of go 27 yeah there are things about that documentary that makes me think that this is at least one of his first attempts mm. to make a documentary I would say so yeah my my problem my biggest problem with the documentary is that he is in it far too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh God, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this boy. No. I thought, so he's apparently he's British. I thought he was Australian, which is fine. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> it was there's something about this. But we, we all know I've had my, yeah, my had fair it, share yeah. of issues in Australian men. <laughs> that was just one or two. But um, yeah, no, I, I there's something about his voice. Like I remember the, the, I can't remember exactly what happens in the very beginning, the intro. But I remember thinking, oh wow, this is actually going to be this is a much yeah. higher production value documentary than I was expecting yeah. because it's got such a stupid name. I was expecting it yeah. was going to be quite low budget. But then I remember the intro thinking I was quite impressed, and then straight away it went into his voice, and I was like, oh yeah, God. and it was a bit too much of his. I don't think we needed to know about his personal connection with the sea. I yeah, just I know. People are putting themselves into documentaries way too, too much. much. And I've noticed yeah. that even and with my students. And, you know, obviously I'd be showing them different... Uh, this It's just a taste thing. I say far mm. too much. I suppose for me, it's weird, strange because I love Michael Moore being in documentaries. I like seeing other people in documentaries. Mm. But Michael Moore doesn't particularly talk about... And I know Michael Moore, some people love him, some people hate him. But he doesn't talk about his personal life but he doesn't no, you know he, no. he's in it and he's yeah. asked he's, he's a big part of it and louis throw as well but i don't know anything about louis throw's personal life he's no, just he's no, part no. of the documentary but he doesn't bring yeah. i don't know i feel like now a lot of time filmmakers and documentarians 
it's like they feel like and I think maybe it might be like younger generations right. that feel like they need they need to bring their personal experience yeah, in this is their platform and it's you know yeah and I just wonder do you, do you need to bring yourself into it so no, much I just sorry I'm paranoid about this uh, counter funny. going uh, let me just check I'll edit this out of course mm-hmm. let's see we're good <laughs> and I won't look again <laughs> okay um yeah, I think there's something about the. Uh, do you know what it felt like? Uh, I could feel the influence of YouTube on it. In yeah, way. yeah. You know, and just in, in the format and just you know, and it was very tabloidy or something. Yeah, like there was that. something a bit and yeah. a bit amateur about it. I, I yeah. felt you know, it was like he wasn't confident enough to just tell the story. Mm. The story is the story without him. Mm. He doesn't need to be. And in it's it a really adult, interesting story. You know? Like there is Absolutely. like obviously, so it's been accused a little bit of, of outdated facts and you know, um, kind of uh, going over the top with facts and, and mm. putting some facts in there that aren't completely true. I actually looked up a couple of things. A lot of the, the facts are true, and there's a lot of the facts in it that I didn't know anything about at all. Right. Like I just find it, but the fact that they were talking about sharks and how many sharks are killed a year and something like fifteen. Sorry, I will find the actual. Yeah. I'll find the actual. Um, the actual facts, but the, the one thing. So there are. There is a lot of. I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. Mm. But yeah, I think almost the way it's done kind of cheapens it. Yeah, he he, fe- he seemed very naive going into this for someone that had a lifelong love of the ocean and stuff like that. He just struck me as quite naive, particularly his conclusions that he came to at the end. I just thought, this is where you've structured a documentary as if it's this revelation at the end where he says, well, if, if I don't... He was eating fish, wasn't he? Yeah. You're kind of going, yeah. do you not see that you're in the the, the chain in a way? Yeah. But did he, did, was he saying towards the end that he was going to stop eating yeah. fish? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And you're kind yeah. of going, but he, how, how can you have just realised yeah. this at the end? Mm. You know, look, obviously, if, if everyone stops eating fish, that's going to have an impact on economies mm-hmm. and, you know... And that's, there's a part of me that kind of goes, okay, if you're doing a job that is, is ultimately damaging to the environment, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a job we have to try and phase out somehow. And we don't just end it all tomorrow, but you phase it out and you know, mm. people can reskill. But in this day and age, does anyone really expect to be working in the same industry their whole life? Mm-hmm. Not as much as they used to, I would think. Yeah. But I think, you know... In a way, if you wanted to end this, or if you if you felt that you know making having a fishing ban at least for a certain amount of time to allow the the population to re to build up again, mm. we all couldn't have fish for a while. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, and but then and then it's the thing of is there such a thing as sustainable fishing? Like, is that even possible? Because I didn't know about the fact that they were subsidized so much, or that oh, they yeah, were given yeah. so much money, and Absolutely. that there's kind of. And even these places that are saying they're sustainable, they're not they're really not at sustainable all. at all. So, because yeah. I would always look for that. And I, this is the, I always thought I was being good by. Yeah, well, that's I'm, thinking, a, that was a, I'm kind of thinking it's not meat, but yeah. it is. <laughs> it's a type of meat. But also, what we were all told for so long, and I, I knew this wasn't true, just seemed normal because 
this whole idea of fish don't have feelings, I they don't know. feel pain. Yeah. So what are they thrashing around on the end of the line for? You yeah. know, they... I, like I did know that myself, but I I, have, I did ignore it for really because because you hear this thing about fish and memory and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I remember thinking it's it's not the same as a cow, even though I eat both. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the same as a cow. Super smart cow. Yeah, and all that, <laughs> and then, but just when they were talking about that in the documentary as well, and how you know they they can't they do actually feel fear, obviously. Yeah, and, absolutely. And the yeah. fact that the, yeah they, they feel a kind of a type of emotion that I have to. Like there's certain things I think the documentary worked like that worked for me. Yeah. Now I'm very you know easily manipulated. Yeah. Somebody says a, f- a fish feels fear, yeah. I'll start feeling bad about that. So yeah. and I haven't eaten fish since, by right. the way, since I watched the documentary. Yeah. So in that way, it's good. I just feel like the way that the evidence, I feel like the way that the evidence was presented almost cheapened it a little yeah. bit. And it's, I think it's a really important story. Like there is. So he said he mentioned in the documentary, car, um, sharks kill twelve people a year. But humans kill 11,000, 30,000. Apparently, there's 50 million sharks are killed every year through different wow. things. 50 million. So because I read an article where basically they went through all the facts that were yeah. in the documentary and which ones were true and which ones weren't. So that fact is true, except it's even higher. 50 wow. million sharks. And was, are they being killed for their fins, for their meat? This is from uh, Bycatch Alone. Yeah. That's through bycatch alone. So apparently. bycatch is basically scooped up from the ocean. They're just casualties of yeah. the the. Not only just, but they're casualties of drag yeah. fishing or whatever. And then on top of that, then you have fish soup. That just one of the the shark. Or the tiger, I mean, or the, the, the shark soup. Yeah, yeah. And they were saying in the documentary itself that it's it doesn't even it's not even you're not actually getting any sort of nutrients or protein. No, it's or just cartilage. It. Like yeah, you, it's just uh, it's just that it's this delicacy. That's the other thing as well. I always thought fish is really really good for me, and I was getting all of these. In you know, in an ideal world, it is, but because it's because of mercury, there's mercury, so much mercury levels, in it, yeah. And, yeah. And all so, the stuff that's been through them and just, you know, yeah. you hear also about fish who are bottom feeders and stuff like that. And I they know. just hoover up. The, there was, yeah. One know. time I think we were in Spain and we had seafood. I think I had crab and I, whatever. And I normally like seafood and I'd always heard people say before, I don't really like seafood. It feels very dirty or something. Gritty, nice. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that doesn't make yeah. any sense, even though it makes complete sense. <laughs> and, then, and you're crunching and away and you're crab. Yeah, it was the first time, like as if I eat crab a lot. I don't. This <laughs> is just a particular one. And it was, I think it really, really smelled like the sea and I just yeah. all of a sudden I was so aware that I had this apparently if it smells like the dirty. sea it's off you know basically. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, and since then and that I don't know I haven't I haven't eaten a seafood platter <laughs> since then first <laughs> word problem you're the best of us Lorraine <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a, such a sacrifice <laughs> no seafood platter yeah. I, 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 hold the yeah. lobster at this moment I'm thinking of the one I prepared for you in the fridge <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to look in the fridge now for the year. But um, and the fishing nets make up forty six percent of plastic. I wasn't aware of that either. Like plastic straws only make up not point not three percent. You know. There was a, do you remember that statistic about straws? That something like. No point not three percent. But about the hundreds of millions a day that were in America that were being used. Oh, I don't. And people that. just accepted and it was it was shared everywhere who were using straws by the way but that's I what i was saying i mean like I um, but they were saying something like it was like 200 million a day and you kind of go hang on there's only 300 million 350 million in america yeah a day they're all having a straw a day <laughs> you know yeah like i can't remember the last time i used a straw yeah. or needed a straw it wasn't like i was just holding myself off from using a straw like i just <laughs> I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't had to use a straw yeah, yeah it's very easy to get through yeah, like, oh here right. it is somebody milo reported who is this now anyway uh Data collected from straw manufacturers that Americans use 500 million drinking straws every day. 
To understand just how many straws 500 million really is, Milo indicated this would fill over 125 school buses, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So that that basically meant that Americans were using two straws a day, every day. (laughs) Like every single American? Every single one, two (laughs) straws a day and just tricking them straight in the (laughs) sea. And just that doesn't go. make any sense. I don't believe that fact because who's using these? I I've never seen anyone. I okay. Well, yeah. no, I was gonna say I've never. I haven't seen anyone use a straw in a long time. That's not true. If you go to a takeaway place, they give but, you drinks with straws in them. But but here's a here's an article from National Geographic: a brief brief history of how plastic straws took over the world, and on the one two three four five, on the sixth paragraph. In just the US alone, one estimate suggests 500 million straws are used every day. One study earlier this year estimated as many as 8.3 billion plastic straws pollute the world's beaches. Now, that is not so hard to believe. Yeah. But even in National Geographic, no one fact-checked that. Yeah, I don't Two know. Two straws a day for everyone? Yeah, that, it seems You'd be like, wading through them yeah. in the street and just be... You know. It seems like a lot. And then there is this fact which seems to be... It's been backed up a couple of times now that the plastic in the sea, only 0.03% of that is actually is straws. And everyone right, thinks okay. plastic straws are such a big problem because yeah. obviously you hear facts like that and you think, yeah. wow, there must be a lot of them out there. But <laughs> so, so, there's some sort of conspiracy going on with yeah, the straws. How, these straws are making their way from... <laughs> All kinds of restaurants yes, and right, Starbucks and everything, and just you know, don't, so, so, even the most inland ones are making yes. their way, <laughs> just chucking them Walking down the toilet straight away. The but yeah, but the fact I didn't know though that the fact that the I, mean, I was obviously just really well naive and ignorant, as in I didn't look into it at all. I, I knew there was obviously a problem with overfishing, but mm. I thought that I thought it was more that there was just too. Uh, too many fish basically being taken out of the sea and it was ruining our ecosystem and all of that. I wasn't aware as much about the fishing nets and the plastic and all that sort of stuff. Right. And also I wasn't aware about the subsidies that they get. So the fishing industry gets yeah. 35 billion in subsidies yeah, yeah. a year. Like that, but why, why? I don't remember the reason why this. <laughs> but I guess they're just... Um, Is it just an industry that makes a lot of money? Like why are... Well, why would it need to be subsidised if it did? I mean, I guess they're doing it to themselves and that they're, they're overfishing... And then they're coming back saying, there's just not as many fish. We need money to subsidize our industry that we have yeah, but overexploited like, but it the resources. Be, it must know? be a, um, a profit-making industry. Or I'm assuming governments would be like, no, you've already got But I guess once, once the government has to put subsidies into it, it is a loss. It's yeah. running at a loss. Well, then why, isn't, why isn't there some government going, no? I think okay, because they, it, it, I would imagine it feels like a loss leader. Right. Rather than having the... You know, do you remember when coal mines were shut down and stuff like that? I guess mm-hmm. they, they couldn't... They, those industries, were, I guess, were partially subsidised in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But And t- in letting them go, they faced t- a terrible backlash, certainly in England. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's just one of those industries where they kind of go, well, if we don't subsidise our industry... Maybe it's more expensive to just import fish from elsewhere rather yeah, than subsidising their own. Maybe. But it seems like... And then there's all that... Um, all that I didn't know anything about the fact that it seems to be actually quite a dangerous industry to be in in yeah, some countries absolutely. as well. Like yeah. That was probably the most shocking thing for me because the fact that there's people going on boats and then being thrown overboard. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, just being... They're being killed and then nobody ever... Yeah. Like, them again. Even on, even on the most sedate ferries... People are lost quite regularly. Right. You know, what, what and so, what's going on? What are they? Like one of our neighbors vanished off the boat that my dad worked on. Just didn't didn't uh, uh, like they they docked and everybody got off the ship and he didn't. Oh. And he's just never been seen. So again. he probably fell over. Could have gone over the side. Could have fallen right. over. Could have been drunk or whatever. It could have been. Yeah. You know. Um. But it, 
on the most sedate crossings in the world things happen. Right. And there's that that story about the the Disney cruise with a with a cast member of the Disney cruise uh apparently went overboard and died and there was a big cover oh, up yeah, about it and stuff yeah. like that. But it's an incredibly dangerous engine. Once you get, you know, turbulent seas and heavy oh, machinery and yeah, yeah. lots of people on deck for yeah. long periods of time, it's it's gonna I know, happen, that's the you know? thing. But you know, overall like overall I suppose I I, I thought that there was a lot of interesting facts in it. I thought, um, I thought it was hilarious, like the fact that herrings apparently fart to communicate with each other. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm mentioning farting so much in this episode. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is ours. It's our wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, but that that was that yeah. was a, that was one of the best facts that I yeah. ever found out about. I'm just imagining a herring farting and then the little <laughs> one saying, "What do you say?" <laughs> but all oh, the scenes of them killing the whales. That was horrendous. Oh my god! I just I know they're showing it because this that you know we have to watch it because yeah. that's what's happening. But geez that was just so hard yeah. to watch it that's one of the reasons I don't there's another one there's another documentary that's supposed to be brilliant about is it the cove? cove yeah I can't watch no, that because no. I don't want to see a load of dolphins but being killed what struck me about that there's a, a sequence in the film where I think it is the cove that they're talking about in the film the cove or it's another cove where right. they know that pods of whales will kind of congregate and they can manipulate them and bring them close to the shore and they're just in there stabbing them aren't they no, it's, it's just, just horrific horrible. but what I couldn't horrible. believe was just you know, there was so much blood in the water that yeah. it wasn't dissolving and spreading out. Yeah. It was just, the, the sea was vivid, bright red, yeah. you know, and it was, but the the horrific part of it, apart from the, 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 the whales being killed, was just the way the people were acting around know, it. Yeah. How it had become so ingrained in yeah, them that this was okay. So yeah. And that's the art. The argument is always, that this is our culture, this is what we've grown up with and stuff like that. And we, maybe they, they don't view these animals as anything other than income mm, and they've yeah. kind of you know, so, lost yeah. that empathy with another mm. living thing you know yeah well that's the thing and that's not that I was ever going out killing seals or whales no, or anything no. but I probably used to think that definitely up until very recently yeah. with animals I always loved animals but I did think very much we were the top food chain and that was just the natural order of things and now I think how could I ever think it's, that yeah like, that but it, it's just where we're, we are because we're cleverer I guess yeah the, but, but at I, the same time that now I kind of think that even though the fact that we are more intelligent, it doesn't give us the right yeah. at all to yeah, go out and kill them. But at the same time, I'm still eating meat. So I'm a Yeah, and also, that, you so. know, like the, their argument, and I've just said against it, that it, 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 it demonstrates a lack of empathy with another animal. We're still eating meat. Yeah. We're, we're still, I still eat fish. Uh, yeah. I haven't said that, but that's a coincidence. Yeah. But I think, you know, we all benefit further down the line just because we're... 12 steps removed from it we're mm. in that chain yeah you know? yeah so we can't we can't be too you know someone's got to go out and oh, kill so that animal for it's us like, yeah, for a sandwich yeah you know? that's the thing it's like if, well if he did if that person didn't do it then you know yeah. well i suppose i just well, wouldn't have any fish and i'd have to find something else exactly it was, yeah, somebody no, was I, talking about uh vegans or something in work and I remember saying, I said, yeah, it's, it's very, and how annoying they were, based on, right. that was his person's argument. And I said, yeah, but it, I guess the individual vegan might be annoying, but I guess it's very difficult to argue with them because you can't, you can't defend eating meat. Mm. You just can't. And, mm. the, and they're going, why, why can't you? I said, because you don't have to. Yeah. You know, and you don't, because you don't have to, you can never defend your, yeah. your stance on it because, mm. you, you know, what, what possible defense could you have that, mm. And it, it, somebody was saying about, and I never thought of it this way, but somebody mentioned, um, do you remember that, 
that whole thing of uh, Cecil the lion. Do you remember the dentist oh, that shot yeah, the lion yeah, in the in a uh, in the um, what do you call it? It was in Kenya, like a preservation. Like a, like a, yeah, yeah. And it, like he'd be paid for this to be able to go like and do this. Re- what did they call it? Not a range. A reservation. Like, yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah. I can't remember. Oh, safari. Oh, safari right. Event, oh, yeah. Was it a safari? I think so, yeah. But it was, it was all regulated. It was all perfectly legal. And, so he you know. was allowed to kill yeah. this? Yeah. Okay. It was an old, older lion that they had picked <laughs> out like, for this thing. Here, you, this one you limping away, you know. <laughs> yeah, the mighty hunter brings down the... Yeah, from From half a mile away. But they were saying, okay, so... This is somebody killing an animal for entertainment. Mm. And their point was, now it's a, it might be a bit of a stretch for some people, is that that is an animal being killed for entertainment. If you eat McDonald's or Burger King, you are eating, that's entertainment food. You cannot really argue that that food is particularly good for you mm. or there aren't alternatives, but you are just eating McDonald's, uh, you know, you've chosen a brand of food for, for entertainment in yeah. a sense, you know, yeah, that's overly yeah, that's, sugared, it's overly, yeah, you know, it's artificially enhanced in its flavours, all of that stuff, you know, whatever people think of that is fine. But what's the difference ultimately, you know? If that guy shot a cow for, you know, flavors, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's millions of them being killed every day. And, you know, it was, who's the comedian who said that, uh, we're all fine about animals being killed for meat and, uh, until the animal can do a little cutesy trick with its paws, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> and then we're all up in arms about it. Or we, yeah. we, we look down on mm-hmm. cultures that have no problem eating dogs or horses yeah, or anything exactly. like that. And yeah. again, it's the horrific conditions they're kept in, which is a, as much yeah. a problem. Yeah, I don't really see, like, I don't see how that's different to killing cows. Like, I obviously yeah. I hate the thoughts of poor little dogs. Of course, yeah. There's places in South Korea where you get a menu and you can see the dogs alive and you pick them. Oh, my like, God. Because yeah, we have... Oh, one but that's dogs. a... <laughs> that, that, so, like, I, I, I don't, that's obviously, I think that is hard. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but the cow has feelings too. The cow, yeah. You know, maybe you could argue that maybe dogs are more intelligent than cows. I'm not sure. I think cows but if that's the, if that's but, the, the, the metric we're using, yeah, well, like you know, there'd be some people be... you you wouldn't find yeah. a problem eating <laughs> if, if intelligence was there. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> so now it's right. gone to the stage where no, like if you're going, if if one thing is wrong, they're all eth- morally wrong. Yeah, yeah. Eth- ethically wrong. Then um, it's 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 all wrong. Right? Yeah, I mean, and this is it. You have to live with your choice, and mm-hmm. you have to be able to go. I can't really defend it, but I'm gonna yeah. do it anyway. You know, and it's kind yeah. of. Yeah, I am definitely one thing. I've along with along with the stopping trying to eat meat. It's in. I've definitely reduced my meat intake mm. a lot over the last couple of years and now it looks like I'm going to have to do that with fish as well after this right. documentary yeah. but there is that brand I didn't know there was brands out there like New Wave and different things like that where they have all this seafood that apparently tastes very much like fish but it's not fish it's okay. all plant based and all, all right. of that so I probably and will these impossible burgers yeah. and apparently when people have it the first bite they go oh my god you can't tell the difference second bite you can't right. but I kind of yeah. go yeah You'd get used to just that, get I'd used to it, you know. Yeah. Just get used to it. No, it is yeah. not. So in that, so I suppose to sum up, yeah, I thought that I thought it raises a really interesting point, and I think it does raise a lot yeah. of questions. I think it could have been done. I don't think it needed to be so tabloidy, and yeah. I don't think it needed to be as sort of over the top. Because I think, it, like I said, I think that cheapens it yeah. a little bit, and it is a really important yeah. message. I didn't think he needed to be in it quite so no. much. No, um, I didn't really take away from it that he was. I just kind of thought he came across a bit naive at times. Um, yeah. You know, this final realization of his that, you know, that you would think somebody investigating this would have made the decision earlier on to mm-hmm. not be part of that industry, you yeah. know, but, and it, it yeah. just blew my mind that he, 
that this revelation came so late in the day. I know, yeah. What if I stopped having tuna sandwiches? Yeah. Would that help? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was just kind of... I know. Yeah, it would, a little yeah. bit, you know. It, and do you know what it sort of reminded me of with this voiceover and everything? It kind of reminded me of one of these sort of TV crime investigation yes. documentaries yeah, that yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. see on TV, when it used to be TV3. Yeah. See, that, yeah. that, that's a kind of reminded me of that. Something yeah. that was sort of made on the cheap very quickly. Yeah, an extended kind of magazine piece. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah and, that's and, what it was like. Know. And I don't, I think it, it could have been better in that way. But I suppose I would recommend it because I think it it's interesting to watch. Yeah, because the facts it brings out... Yeah even though some of them are a little questionable, but there is plenty of food for thought in there, you know, <laughs> pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just thought, yeah, it, it's definitely worth a look because the subject matter is very important. Mm. Uh, could have been delivered better. Yeah, I, thought. I would yeah. agree with that. Okay, Great. so that's on that's Netflix. That's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Pause for, you know, ed- editing purposes. <laughs> um, Did you ever see that? I think I might have said this before on this show, but uh, did you ever see the video of somebody reading an autocue and then he's saying, you know, so now we'll hand over to blah, 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 pause for effect. What's it, um, Ron Burgundy, where you put anything on the teleprompter, yeah, they'll, read, yeah. they'll read it, you know? <laughs> so will we move on to Promising Young Woman? Yes. Okay, so, so we had originally wanted to watch Moxie, but I think we both watched yeah, it and kind of thought, I started mm-hmm. watching Moxie, which is the Amy Poehler, yeah, now there are some crossovers, I suppose, in terms of the, the subject matter. Hmm. You know, well, I didn't get far enough into Moxie to kind of be yeah, aware of that. But it wasn't it was really set, enough to talk about it. It was set in American high school, and in, in those introductory scenes to the American high school, I, I just kind of felt all of these tropes again. Yeah, like all these guys in their letterman jackets, yeah. uh, all hanging out together, being assholes. But did they just shots. did they only sell those jackets to assholes? Yeah. Like do you have to you must have to prove you're an asshole just to yeah. get one. And then there'd be the the group of goth kids and then the yeah. group of cheerleaders spinning uh, batons and stuff like, like that. Maybe it is like that in American high schools. I don't know. I find it hard be. to believe after being in so many films that people, the students themselves wouldn't be like, we are such yeah. a cliche. We're all yeah. in our different I, groups and we're yeah, so yeah. obviously, you know, the goth group. <laughs> yeah, and, and here's the group. guys who are all in, you know, bands and are all a bit scuzzy looking. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. and at that point I was going, I can't watch this. Yeah, I cannot watch yeah. this. It just felt... I'm sure, I look. I would trust Amy Poehler. I think she's hmm. brilliant. I would recommend it. Yeah, but I will go back. Yeah, I think, yeah, but it's not. But I, I'm, I'm glad we decided to go with Promising Young Woman yeah. instead. So I had you recommended this, and yeah. I had never heard. I hadn't heard of it at all. I had heard. I knew it was coming. I'd seen a trailer for it a couple of months ago, and then Sky have bought it as an okay. exclusive thing. So it's. I think it launches on April nineteenth, which was, which is coming up, yep. isn't it? Next. What? What's they yes, say? It's seventeen. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's tomorrow or, or, or one day anyway. On there. I can't. I think it's nineteen. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, tomorrow, but it is tomorrow. in the coming week yeah. at the very least. My assistant tells me that you're interested in resuming med school. I left under unusual circumstances. Huh. You remember the accusations made against Alexander Monroe? I don't. He took a girl back to his room. We get accusations like this all the time. So it's a he said, she said situation. What would you have me do? Ruin a young man's life? (laughs) Was it reported? Yes. Do you know who she spoke to? You. 
doctor's here. It's every guy's worst nightmare getting accused like that. Really? <laughs> Can you guess what every woman's worst nightmare is? <laughs> what do you want? seem nervous. Oh. No use hiding from the piper. Oh. She has to be paid. Why do you guys have to ruin everything? <laughs> it's a day of reckoning. For everyone. So this is directed by Emerald Fennel. Yeah, who plays Camilla in, in The Crown. Yeah, and she did that. a few other things as well. She's done some... Um, uh, it'll be in the, in the intro that I just mentioned. But she had produced a couple of things as well. And she seems to be... She's a much more further along in her career than I thought mm, she was. Because yeah. I thought she was very good in uh, The Crown. Yeah. And she was a, a very flattering choice for Camilla in, yes, in a lot of ways, you know. Was, yeah. um, and her name is... I, I find... A, very great difficulty with her name. I, I remember Emerald Fennel. It just feels Emerald like I'm falling Fennel. down the stairs yeah. a little bit with that name. You know? yeah. The tumbling kind of name. Yeah. But uh, so but, I had seen the trailer for it, so I knew what it okay, was about great, going right. in. Yeah. Uh, trailer kind of lets you know straight away. Yeah, this is why I don't watch trailers until after. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of going to stop away that. You know, too much stuff. They really do. Terrible. And there's some there's some uh, post production houses. I think there's one in particular uh, that does. If you look up. Who does all the trailers for Hollywood movies? Okay. You will find this one company that does it. And that's all they do is trailers. Right. And they just get the footage, uh, you know, and they start putting the trailer together before the film is even finished shooting. Oh, okay. And I think in the case of that Rogue One movie, the Star Wars movie, right. there was about 80% of the trailer wasn't in the film. Oh, you know, oh at, really? At the end, they've right. done so many reshoots and stuff like that. Oh, okay, but it's, right. it just shows you the schedule that trailers are on and yeah, try yeah. and get them to us. So it, it tells the story of... Um, uh, Cassandra. Carrie, yeah, Cassandra played by is it Carrie Mulligan? Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, yeah. And uh so she plays this uh woman who goes to bars and pretends to be more drunk than she is mm-hmm. and trying to um lure out these guys who are gonna take advantage of mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And then uh exact some kind of revenge. And we're never hundred yeah. percent sure of exactly what goes. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that as we go on. Mm-hmm. So what how did you feel about watching it? When you got to the moment quite early on when mm-hmm. you know what's happening yeah what was that like yeah it was great because I didn't I hadn't even heard of it I didn't watch the trailer I didn't look up anything beforehand so I didn't know what it was about but then as soon Mm. as it started I I like the opening it opens with a a bunch of guys like you know grinding up against each other almost as a joke they're all really drunk and they're in this night there's no women around and they're all just dancing with with their chinos and their shirts tucked in and their blazers yeah so I think this is quite funny and then they were talking and I was thinking oh this they're kind of like almost over the top sexist now I think over the top sexist I'm sure there's probably lots of men who actually do talk like that I was thinking oh wow these are really like stereotypically sexist how lucky I am in the, in the main, male friends I have watching this thing well that, that's yeah. the thing and, I do, and I'll come yeah. on to this later but I do sometimes think is it, is it a bit too black and white like, but mm-hmm. then obviously not because I do think there are people who are like that in the world but, any, but then yeah. when I, as soon as I saw that Carrie Mulligan was in it I thought oh brilliant because I really so like her and she I've actually so just finished listening to an audiobook yeah. called The Midnight Library which was great yeah. and she does she voiced it and she's right. really really good so yeah, when I saw that so I was like oh brilliant this is going to be good yeah. like she's, she's usually in quite good films so um that was great and she's really drunk and just to kind of because I read an article about it and it gives away the, what happens in the first scene right. in the article yeah. which is another reason I don't read up on things beforehand it was a review and uh, 
So you knew this was going to happen? Well, no, I, had, I didn't oh, read sorry. it until afterwards. Oh, I didn't after. have a clue that, what was going to happen. Good. And then when, can we say what happens in yeah, the Yeah, I mean, it's in the trailer, yeah. essentially. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. yeah. So she, she pretends she's really drunk. And then this guy, who Adam Brody, who used to be in the he's, OC, and now... That was brilliant casting, yeah, I thought, because yeah. he's always such a nice, nice guy. Nice guy, yeah. yeah. And he seemed like he was going to be the nice guy. But then he brings her back to his apartment, and you're thinking, oh, yeah. why is he bringing this really drunk girl back to his apartment? Yeah. And then he, st- he tries it on. He keeps trying to kiss her, and it's horrible. It's and then he brings awful. her into the yeah. bed. Oh. And, it's hard. and she's kind of saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she's really, really drunk, it seems like it. Anyway, then she ends up sitting up in the bed and you yeah. can see that she's and her stone voice switches cold from, sober yeah. yeah and it's brilliant it's I a thought, great moment because I think I texted her and I was like oh he's toast this is the thing though I still don't know what happened to yeah. him because so they never say it she's keeping score in a book she keeps mm. and she at the end of every encounter she goes through a book and it seems like she's doing this every night of the week yeah. in the way she's yeah, you yeah. know so some of the marks in the book are black and some are red, red yeah and I think Black seemed like a warning. Mm. Red seemed like she had physically hurt them. That's right. Because but when she was walking down the street after, this is the only other thing I'll spoil, um, she, it looked like she had a bit of blood on she her. She did have blood Right, on. so yeah, I thought, did. oh wow, she killed the guy. And yeah. then I thought, this is going to be brilliant. I, but you don't by the end, I didn't get out. the impression that she killed them, simply because she had, she had another encounter with the guy, McLovin, Oh yeah, he was a much more yeah, obviously he was, yeah. he she, was a horrible. She just gave him a warning. Yeah. yeah, so I think she just maims them. I yeah, think that, yeah. or some of them, and not yeah, all of them. I think definitely. some of them is just a warning. Yeah. See, I thought it was really good. Um, <clears throat> I, it's funny with Adam Brody. Uh, he he's only in bit parts now. I, he's never he's a, for somebody okay. who was yeah, so yeah. famous for such a long time. But um, yeah, I, I really I really liked it. There was a couple of things like I thought. Yeah, because there was a couple of things that I was going to say about Moxie and films now. And I did think, even though I had some issues with Moxie, and I had like a few issues with this, I do think it's brilliant that there are quite a lot of films like this mm. being made now that are kind of showcasing. It's from the, the other side sure. uh, and kind yeah, of yeah. showcasing. Because this is kind of, it's all based around particularly um, rapes that happen in colleges and sure. things like that and sexual assaults and all And this that. is the backbone to this film as well in yeah. that a friend of hers... Um, Seems was involved in uh, was raped at a college party. Yeah. While a lot of people stood around yeah. and did nothing. And, um, and, yeah. And, and I, do you get the, well. you get the impression that she took her life uh, yeah. as a result? Uh, yeah. And this is uh, Cassie's revenge yes, essentially. Yeah. Revenge. This. Yeah. She's you know. Yeah. But there was a really chilling moment in it where, uh, you know. We won't give it away as such, but she is kind of found out a little bit that, and she has to call off one of these evenings where she's leaving a bar with a guy who's obviously has terrible intentions yeah. and she has to stop she has to yeah. disengage from it yeah. and he kind of goes oh are you that girl who does yeah. this to people yeah. and ba- her her answer implied that she was one of them yeah. you know? and it seemed to be a lot of people yeah, and people yeah. are doing far worse I, I, I you know? was wondering are there actually women who do that I would say there are yeah you know? possibly that would be and I say well, that, I say that without judgment I yeah. think I would I, I would be surprised if there weren't I don't you know? mean the maiming but I mean like girls who, who women who pretend and then maybe turn around and say yeah don't do this again I was going to say that, yeah. that would be brilliant if they did but then I'm thinking they're also that's it's, quite dangerous it is. as well yeah, so yeah. I probably wouldn't do it myself now but, but so, at the same time, <laughs> it's great that yeah. men like that because in this, in this film it is all men obviously that are doing it I think it is brilliant that they're being called you, out on finally you don't really get the I didn't really get the feeling that any of them would have learned their lesson no that's the only you know? thing and the, I I don't know how I felt about the ending either because yeah, I sort of yeah. felt like some of the 
some of the worst guys almost in a way got away with it a little sure. bit and some of the guys who not you know that there was a bit of a gray area yeah. where they got very badly treated so you know I, yeah so I, I don't think we should give go to spoiler territory no. with the ending but I think the last thing maybe we should maybe consider talking about is the Bo Burnham character the, the guy she meets who she used to be in college with right and uh, they have this you know what they call a meat dude in films where she come, he comes into her coffee shop recognises oh, her from being okay. in school yeah, yeah. and just um, and he seems too good to be well, true well see that's the thing and I yeah. do think and that was one of the notes I kind of met at the time was that sometimes in these because I there's a bit of a twist then that I won't say but the, yeah. I did think he almost I did think he seemed too good to be true and I thought yeah. it's the same in Moxie there's a yeah, male yeah. character in that and he's the exact same and he's a lovely guy and obviously there's loads of men out there like this sure. but it seemed like like everything they say and do is exactly the, right the only was, man in the whole film who wasn't a piece of shit was her father oh yeah and he almost yeah. seemed like he'd had a bump to the head he seemed yeah. a bit simple yeah. as yeah. did her mother yeah you know and uh, but the Bo Burnham character um, and Bo Burnham's a comedian I don't know if you've ever oh, seen his right. stuff no, he's very no. good very funny he does lots of music in it yeah he was well. very funny in this he was film. great I, and I thought he was, he was yeah. such a likeable character yeah. but he struck me as the kind of male equivalent of you know this trope of the what do you call it? The manic pixie dream girl in films. Oh yeah, you know it's where like it doesn't, they don't so quirky exist. and yeah. so funny and so, so nice you know and, just yeah. you know a person like that would be a nightmare to be around. But he seemed like again, yeah, it was almost like too good to be true. So in a way, I was kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Again oh right, see, bit. I wasn't at all. Yeah. So sad, but um, but I guess but, the way the film ended, it was difficult to to just leave his his the thread hanging with him yeah you know, they had to kind of tie yeah, it up in a well, way yeah well that's the thing yeah but it was um yeah so we can't really go past this point without giving giving mm. away the ending mm. but i think but, the premise is so good yeah that i think people sh- you know will, will enjoy it yeah you know, and i didn't know it's been nominated for five oscars yeah yeah so it's it's got, and, and one of them is um best picture and and Carrie Mulligan's been nominated for an Oscar as well. Now yeah. I really like Carrie Mulligan, as I said before, and I think she's great in this. I ha- I think I have seen other films though where I thought right. her performance was possibly a little bit stronger. So I actually think one of the reasons, and again, it's good. I think it's just in light of everything that's happened recently with say yeah. what we were talking about the last time with the, what's his name um, Harvey Weinstein and, yeah, and yeah. the Me Too movement and everything else I think definitely when films like this come out now they're going to be lauded and applauded and everything right. else and I think that's great. But um. I best picture best picture. I don't know. Not sure what that. it's up against. To yeah, be honest. You know, yeah. Kind of, and, and I do think maybe last year was a bit of a slow year in that. Yeah. The sound and, and metal, I, I think, is in there, which I saw, and okay. I don't think it deserves yeah. to be. Like, there's going to be a lot of, of uh, there's going to be a lot of Oscars this year. I think that'll have a little asterisk beside her name saying that <laughs> this was the year where there's hardly any movies. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. so. But there is, it's funny at one stage that, because they have a lot of pop music in this in the. Yeah, yeah. Um, throughout the film it's all this very kind of vapid pop music yeah, yeah. that one stage Paris Hilton songs play, is played in the, in they're having the, a montage in, yeah. the, in the shop all, yeah. And, yeah, and, then, just... and then it kind of shows their relationship afterwards and I have to say actually that's kind of like that's a kind of guilty secret I've had there's something about that song even though oh, yeah. Paris Hilton and, I, and when I well, heard I remember I think I was in college at the time when it came out and myself and my friends we were just we were, we were just completely taking the piss out of it <laughs> constantly and then when we heard that she had a pop song we were like this is going to be amazing how bad it's going to be and then I heard it and none of us admitted it but inside I was like that's kind of good good tune's a good tune it doesn't matter you know you can't uh, can't deny it but but I do think no overall I would I would definitely recommend it actually it's interesting Um, the reviews on this have been kind of overwhelmingly positive
to it, but Variety wrote a review where they basically questioned whether Carrie Mulligan should have been in it because they didn't know whether she was attractive enough to play the character and that Margot Robbie, who was one of the producers, possibly would have been better. And Carrie Mulligan, fair play to her, like hit back out against them saying, I can't believe it. She said, look, I'm totally open to criticism. And she said, I'm not, my ego wasn't... But not about things that. you can't do a thing about. Yeah, that's and terrible, she was just yeah. saying, why would you be picking out that? That if you yeah, have a yeah. problem with my performance, that's okay. But something about how I look or appear... Why, yeah. like, especially now? I think, I think that makes the point even more insofar as you know, it's not like Carrie Mulligan is a very attractive woman, and mm. I just think you know, just because she's not as attractive as somebody else, it does yeah. I guess it shows that there's still it's not going to take a Margot Robbie for these nutcases yeah. to do what they do. Like, yeah. she's a fairly you know, she's a she's not a, an average looking person by any means, but mm. she's you know. You could imagine walking by her in the street. You don't. Mm. I don't mean that in any disrespectful way to her because yeah, I think no, she I looks fantastic. Yeah. But my thought was, you know, I hesitate to say it, but it was almost like she seemed like slightly too old for the role. Insofar as yeah. it seemed like that the distance between college in the story and and her age that she seems to be, which is mid thirties. Yeah. You know, yeah. it seemed like she would have been doing this. For so long, yeah, that it would have impacted her character more. Yeah, I think so. Do you know what I mean? That was the only thing I thought as well. Is that like I thought in one way I thought it was great that they cast her because I th- I love Carrie Mulligan and I was thinking oh that's brilliant because you know she's the same age as me. And yeah, it's great yeah. that she you know because I think maybe a couple of years ago they wouldn't have cast somebody that yeah. age in it. It would have been like somebody in their early twenties and there are yeah. like and you can and you can really see now things like that happening in films. There's definitely way more female roles way more good female roles yeah. as well and slightly older like older geez, yeah. when I say old as in older in Hollywood as in from ter- Absolutely, old, yeah. you know you see them having, so that is great but that was the only just in terms of the story I yeah, think just oh, purely right, in she, terms of the timeline like 15 yeah. years yeah, she, yeah, like she, she left college in her second year or something yeah in, so in she would have been like 20, 20. Or, you know. so f- 15 years yeah, you could easily you could easily she could easily pass for 28 or something yeah, or 29 I, but that yeah, would still so, be the good of a decade yeah. of doing this mm. and like working in a coffee shop and then basically and the look from the notebook she had done the, this hundreds do, of times yeah, so it, it putting yourself in danger every night and I'm sure they didn't all work out yeah exactly the way yeah. they did where she wins as such each yeah. time so but that there was, yeah there was a few just things like that yeah. with the story right? there was absolutely nothing to do with her appearance or her performance it just in terms of story logic mm. for me it felt like this seems like a part that should have that makes more sense if the person was closer Mm. to that college age yeah you know like but, they two yeah. years out of college doing this yeah that kind of makes yeah. sense 15 not so much yeah you know? i would say that too the only thing was i suppose at the, on the other hand as well the fact that she was playing it made me want to watch it more if i'd seen oh, that yeah. film advertising with somebody else i think i might have thought mm. and you could but easily it, argue that that her character doing it for so long it, it pays off in the she's way the ending happens. She's supposed to be happens. Kirstie in it. Oh, is she? They give okay. her, yeah, I just realised that they still give a her... Still a decade. Yeah, probably. they give her a present and then she's... Oh, that's right, yeah, of course. And yeah, then yeah. her mother gives her a horrible speech about how I, she's still living there. Yeah. So no, I think it's... I, I really enjoyed the film overall. I haven't yeah. seen anything like that before. And yeah. uh, it was more than just a femme fatale revenge. Absolutely. You know, a lot Absolutely. more than But she's, she's far too good, I think, yeah. uh, uh, Carrie Mulligan to... To, the, to do a performance any other way yeah well that, that's the and thing I, I think I thought the directing was very good I thought mm-hmm. it was 
I didn't know she was a director. Such so cheesy all here and there. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, but I was wondering, was that intentional? Yeah, I, I would yeah, say so. Like the so. rest of it was too good for that to be some. Yeah, but that's what I thought judgment. as well. But I know it was in. I love seeing films like that that I don't know anything about, and it, it just kind of pops up, yeah. and then it's it's about a topic, but an interesting topic. Yeah. Have you seen I Tonya? Yes, I have. I don't really, yeah. I really yeah, enjoyed I that. It was, was like the good fellows of light skating. Yeah, you know? she was great. Margaret she was amazing. Was brilliant she's so that. good. Yeah, she's yeah. so brilliant, I think. But uh, yes, yeah. I definitely recommend that. Yeah. I'd give it a four out of five. I would too. Yeah, yeah I'd give, give Seaspiracy, by the way, 3.5 out of five. I'd go three on that Would one. you, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just because of the the, the mis, uh, oh, mishandling of the title. It's just unforgivable. Conspiracy. Much better. Okay, so finally then. Yep. We're going to talk about Wilco. Wilco. studio album by American alternative country rock band Wilco and was released in 2004. After the success of their previous album Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, critics were poised to welcome this record more than any other from the band so far. As a result of the electronic experimentation augmenting their more traditional songwriting approach, I felt this would be something Lorraine would enjoy given her love of electronic music and her appreciation of last episode selection Kurt File. Seemed like a no-brainer. Let's see. <laughs> so I think I think I recommended this record to you in response to the Kurt File record yeah. that you recommended to me. Because I could hear echoes of I, I would imagine they listen to a lot of the same bands and they I, I, without checking I'm pretty sure they know each other they probably gig together um, Are Wilco American? Yes okay. yeah, yeah so um, yeah so what did you think? What was your initial thoughts? I want to get bring it up here on a okay. just sort of track list thing. Right yeah so um, I like the cover <laughs> of the album Yeah, see the writing on the wall here <laughs> Yeah, like the cover of the album Okay, I think I could see why you thought I yeah. might enjoy this because of the, the Kurt Vile uh, Okay, so you're right There was, okay, there was definitely moments where there was parts of songs that reminded that I thought Oh yeah, that those actually sounded a little bit like Kurt Vile And those other parts actually that almost were starting getting a little bit more weird Where it started sounding a bit more animal collectively almost And I okay. really like those Yeah, yeah But I have to say overall I just found it very, very underwhelming. Really? Yeah, I really, I wasn't that's a big a, that's fan surprising of it to me because I, just, I, I can't see, um, I can't see, there is a very obvious connection in my head that they do, right. they don't I sound just, so different. Really? Okay, yeah, and I get, I, if so we will go. So first of all, Jack Tweedy is the singer, is he? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm I wasn't a big writer. fan of his voice, first of all, which, you know, that yeah, never I, can, I, can see I that. thought his voice yeah. was a bit whiny. It, the whole thing just felt very sleepy and sluggish. It was like right. he was writing and singing all these songs just before he'd have his morning coffee or something yeah, like yeah. that. I just, like, I just wanted to, like, but shake him a lot of the time. But does not sound like that as well? He's not like he's no, Kurt bouncing Kurt, off the walls. No, <laughs> and that's the thing and it's like there was yeah. all these reasons why I was thinking I didn't particularly like it and then I thought but sure and then the, and one of my other things was god some of the songs are so long yeah, but then, are but, then but like I'm a big fan of long songs but if I feel like kind of something is and then and then there was some things where I just thought it just kept kind of dragging on it was a bit monotonous but then I'm yeah. a big fan of kind of samey songs but okay so here's my point right I think that there was definitely very that the songs varied yeah. quite a lot in it. like yeah. there was a couple of songs and it was very kind of uneven in that way like um 
there was a song called Less Than You and there's a part in that that it's a little bit like Animal Collective and I kind of thought oh as in it gets a bit weird I think it gets a bit like this start, the, yeah. the guitar gets a bit weird and sort of the, some sort of reverb yeah. or something comes in but then it just goes on way too yeah. long and then it kind of ruins itself and yeah. then I'm um, not really a fan of that, that end of what they do right yeah uh, the only reason I actually suggested this album as such as of all the Wilco albums there are some more straightforward definitely more in line with what Edith. but I just thought this is kind of considered this and another one called Yankee Hotel Foxtrot are considered the, the peak of really it reminded me yeah I just found the whole thing very a bit drowsy it was that kind of like dun, 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 <laughs> all the time and even the very first song I came on and I was like and then there would be bits and, okay so there was one I think it was called Spider West Spiders. or something Spiders sorry Spider West is another and Kid song. Smoke in brackets which always annoyed oh, yeah, me I don't yeah. know why that's there Spiders like that was you know that starts and I kind of thought oh this actually sounds yeah. like it's quite good but then it goes on for 10 minutes it goes minutes. on for quite a while like it's like that would have been yeah. great if it was 5 minutes and then there was another one then um, oh Hummingbird was probably my favourite one yeah. because it was I don't think it was it's too, a very straightforward song yeah, it was, yeah. And, it, and it was a bit more upbeat and it, it's to be honest it's kind of like <laughs> I'm so exasperated <laughs> by this record <laughs> yeah. I just uh, I made some notes here because I was thinking I know when I come to try and explain it I'm yeah, not yeah. going to be able to understand so <laughs> I was making some notes as I was listening to it and I said at one stage I thought, oh, so, I thought I thought the album was over and then I realised it wasn't I got really disappointed <laughs> <laughs> like it is nearly 70 minutes it's long too and there long. are 12 First songs on it come on long. and then I also thought like okay so this is the thing god I just made a note here I was like god it's so boring <laughs> I listened to this twice on two walks yeah. two very long walks wow. and then I listened to it again on the way over here just yeah, in case yeah, yeah. and like definitely there was definitely there's bits of it that I like the kicking yeah. television I thought um, was not too bad, but again, just grand. <laughs> not too bad. <laughs> kicking but television. I think it's called kicking television. You might have listened to like an extended version. I of the must album have, because it went on for forever. <laughs> but um, at least that's what you said. The first track, again, I just thought is I, I wasn't a big fan of the voice. I, I thought it was just a bit dreary. Some of the songs get a little bit. Yeah, you listened to the deluxe version, which has oh five extra songs. Jesus Christ! Right. Okay, so that's <laughs> including why. three live versions. Yeah, of I know. Song. I was thinking, why do I need to hear the do? live version? That, you listened to the eighty-eight minute version. Oh, that was. I saw that. I was like, eight <laughs> minutes. So my my walks were really yeah. long that week. But, but I, I think you know, on the album, I think there's things like. Um, Hummingbird, Handshake Drugs, uh, Handshake Drugs was grand. Theologians, The Late Greats, are very straightforward. And why do you, country like, so pop do you, songs. you obviously like this? I, I wouldn't call this country at all. No, this, this part of their career is not. Okay. This is this is kind of more straightforward, uh, but with a bit of an electronic influence here and there, a bit of kind of very, very slight Krautrock kind of influence. You know, like in the Krautrock is that German kind of driving kind of beat which just keeps going and going and going for ages the start of kid smoke with that kind of yeah. driving thing that oh, just keeps okay, going right, yeah. Rock is like bands like can or noi and stuff like that but they yeah. um uh there's a like there's one percent of that is what i mean it's it's, it's an yeah. influence but it's subtle enough okay. but i i some of the other records i like more i like um there's one called sky blue sky another one called wilco the album right. and then they are all very much straightforward Pop songs, and this is kind of the more experimental are one. They I like. Upbeat. I they are. Found it they was are. A bit drab. Yeah, like yeah. It was, I just kept wanting something to happen, and so and like I said, okay, so I know I sound like a massive hypocrite there, because obviously there's things like the field where songs will go on for like ten minutes, and 
to some people I think it sounds like it's the same thing over and over again but I suppose to me and again this is where it's just completely personal taste yeah. it doesn't feel like that to me because I can yeah. hear all these different sounds coming at different times and it's yeah. almost like waves happening but I, but I just with this it was more like yeah. oh god it's yeah. so sad and boring <laughs> but it's like I think when I listen to the field not that I can do anything like he does mm -hmm. but I know that the, uh, the art in those songs is in the layering and mm -hmm. the introduction of instruments at certain points. It's not in the chords or the structuring of the song in terms of how it's written, because it might be two chords I just back I think you write forth. better songs than songs oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody else would agree with you, <laughs> but I really appreciate it. Um, but I think he's, uh, Jeff, Jeff Tweedy I think is great. He has written a really good book called How to Write One Song. Well, uh, yeah. I would believe that. <laughs> no, but he, his point is about creativity, that, you, that everyone should try it and it's not, it's not as hard as people think in a okay. way. You just have to gather a certain amount yeah, of tools and techniques together. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. But um, but I, I think he is a he's a brilliant pop songwriter at times, and then other times the band kind of indulges their their influences a bit, and it gets a bit kind of yes, I will sit through this one until the next yeah. toe See, tapper comes that's along. That's the thing. That's yeah. it. This is my first Wilco album I listened to. I got the feeling that if I was, you know, if I was a Wilco fan mm. and I had, you know, loved all their other stuff, the same way I would with any other band that I really like, there is certain things you, you would put up with or sit through. You would have been brought to this yeah. album more gradually, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. I think if you were to try, I don't know if you would ever try another Wilco album, <laughs> but they did one um, with Billy Bragg. Uh, called Mermaid Avenue and they did three volumes of that basically okay. they got all of these they were it was a project they were kind of asked to do where they were given uh, all these unpublished or unrecorded lyrics from Woody Guthrie oh, right. and they, they wrote songs around apparently it was a very fractious relationship between them all they all hated each other by the end of it but the album is beautiful it's just so good but they have an album called Sky Blue Sky okay. and, and that's a very straightforward there's another one called The Whole Love Mm. And they have tons of albums. Yeah, no, I, like maybe I will. I will. Uh, I would say try Wilco the album. Okay. And if you don't, it's the one with the camel on the front. At, okay. Like at a birthday party. <laughs> so sorry. Right. But uh, I think if you don't like that, then Wilco is not for you. I only yeah. recommended it because it's it's it struck me like the Kurt Wild thing. I thought was it was pleasant. But it wasn't the sound of an artist pushing himself in any way. Mm. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. the thing with Kurtfile. Like, like I think only four I had listened to a lot of mm. other Kurtfiles. So yeah. Beforehand, I probably wouldn't have liked. This is an almost either. a little so novelty. Like, in yeah, the, in the that's canon, the thing. Know. But um, and and it's the same with Wilco as well. I'd say because I don't know them. I will say though, I do think probably and this is where I think it's just a personal ta taste thing. This is kind of the type of guitar music that I generally tend not to right, like. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, a lot of the times, I you know I don't listen to a lot of music with guitars in it, and if I do. Now at the moment, it's something. It's like you know, war on drugs, where it's kind of almost over the top, and you know, and or yeah, yeah. like or Radiohead, where they seem like they're doing a lot of something a little bit different or animal collective, where it's a little yeah. bit strange. And and uh, it strikes me that a lot of those are, are more concerned with the with the sounds they're making. Yeah, I think I like that. Yeah, and that's fine because yeah. I think that's a, I can't do it. I'm no good at kind of layering up interesting sounds together. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm more interested in chord sequences and how one feeds in, like a chorus feeds to a verse yeah. or to back again and stuff like and that. And you don't find when you're listening to this album you'd be like... I, uh, no, I, there are right? things on it that I skip. There definitely okay. are. I prefer some of their other albums. Uh, they've four or five albums that I wouldn't skip anything on. Okay. And uh, I really like them. But I don't listen to them that much. But I, I, I think um, I think I think he's a very, very good songwriter. And even on their most straightforward things that they do 
with subsequent listeners there there are weird things going on under the surface that yeah. you only pick up on yeah, later. Maybe, and yeah. I, I quite like that you know mm-hmm. I, I, I like the I think the art of writing a, a traditional pop song is being lost a little bit mm. and I think you know it's quite hard to do to write a great pop song even mm. you're talking about the um the Paris Hilton one there, I, I don't think Paris wrote it. I'm sure yeah. she was in there checking in ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she probably hired a brilliant yeah, production team. So, and, yeah. and, like, what was the... Oh, the, that song Toxic was all over... Oh, yeah. All that over was, the, yeah, the film yeah. that we watched. Yeah. That's an amazing yeah, pop song. Yeah, actually, that is. That, when and, and when what I that, heard the cover, because yeah. it was the cover of Toxic yeah. towards the end, and I thought, that's actually a great song. And yeah. I, I do remember thinking that at the time, even when it came out, even though at the time I had a, 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 wee, a rational hatred of Britney Spears. I don't yeah. know where it came from. But, but I remember that's thinking, that's a great really good... Yeah, that's banger, really as the kids say. But it's... it's I <laughs> just they say that anymore? They used to. Last I checked. But I think... But that's a that's a great song. It's got weirdness in it. You know yeah. those Eastern yeah, string moments yeah, that are, yeah. you know, that shouldn't technically work yeah, in a, in a Western pop song based yeah. on the, the different scales and modes and all that mm. kind of stuff. But I think uh, it's an undeniable, yeah. brilliant song that's got a nice dollop of weirdness in it. Yeah. But I think um, you know, th- those are coming becoming more and more scarce. I think. Right. Okay. You know, and songs seem to be a lot a lot more based around. Lyrical content more than musical content, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you know, and also you hear these very simple songs that seem to have thirteen writers on them and stuff yeah. like that, you know. And I just kind of think, yeah. you know, every anyone who tr- contributed anything is now one of the writers. Yeah. But so I th- I do like it. I do like his approach to songwriting in lots mm. of ways, and like I think if you listen to Wilco the album, you'd see. A much more straightforward approach. Okay. Until maybe the last song when he really indulged himself, but right. you, you kind of yeah, get that Some go. of the guitar solos as well. Yeah. I was like, nah, here, come on now. <laughs> and yeah, and there were some songs where I thought, oh yeah, something good is happening now, but it, it either took too long to get to yeah, that yeah. stage or it, it just, it, there would be a really good part and then it would go on for so long. Yeah, but definitely I, there was moments in it where I thought, oh, that this is nice. Yeah. And then it would just go on. Well, I, I'm long. amazed at your patience for the field. Yeah, well, the, I don't know what the lack of patience. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the t- there's. I think I have much more patience for synthesizers right, <laughs> than okay. I do yeah, for yeah. guitars. Yeah, or, yeah. I, I think I do. I think yeah. It's probably more about the sound for right, me because okay. yeah, yeah. I don't listen to lyrics. Like I don't have a clue what he was. Yeah. Well, our our mutual friend there. Nikki was telling me before that he doesn't. Uh, no, he likes. He, he has a huge range in his musical taste mm. but he's uh but i think bass seems, seems to be more important to him in, in lots of ways than music yeah. he's not so concerned about chords or chord sequences and stuff like that it's more about feel and, and groove and yeah, stuff like that yeah. and and just the um and the, the it's all about the mood of the song rather than the structure and yeah the, you know uh, yeah i would um, probably be a bit like yeah, that as well it's, it's more about how it makes me feel and this mm. just made me feel a bit sleepy so right. <laughs> Well, sorry, sorry for that. sorry for <laughs> inflicting the dad rock on you. <laughs> um, but I'm glad I listened to it because I've heard of Wilco before. Yeah, yeah. And and now uh, you know you don't need to listen anymore. I give it a two out of five just right. because I know yeah. that you know I'm giving it a two because I know there's people out there who probably would uh, like it. But well, let's see. I just taste. I just want to check one thing. I'll, I'll edit this if I have to. But the um, uh, post is. Born. Do you know the website Pitchfork? Yes. And you know it's such a such a snobby. Kind they of, didn't give uh, it a great review. Did they not? No. 
They didn't. Oh, wow. But apparently the reviews on this have varied wildly. Like some right. people thought it was like genius. I think the word was used there. That six point six they gave it. Okay. Oh, that's not that's too bad. That's better than you get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but uh, I read that review and, and pretty much he agreed yeah. with me. This is Just his. Um, <laughs> this is Jeff Tweedy's addiction album. Basically, he was kind of recovering from all kinds oh. of. Of drug addiction, and okay, so well, I think now I feel kind of bad. Well, no, yeah, maybe just shows you can't write good music yeah, on drugs. Maybe that's why you've yeah. done so sleepy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it is like generally speaking, it's it's the, uh, very well regarded critically. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's I think a, their music probably just isn't for me. I just don't think I'm the target audience, but that's fine. Here we go rating Metacritic 81 out of 100. All music four stars, The Guardian four stars, LA Times. Okay. Um, three and a half out of four wrong, they're all four star <laughs> reviews and stuff like that right yeah okay well, but I you absolutely your points are things I agree with in lots of ways you know particularly, I think there's half there's half of a really good pop album on there and yeah. then another half I think if you took is, away like yeah half yeah good 50-60% of it you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just so, turned it into an EP yeah. like Kurt Vaughan yeah did. that's the yeah. thing but I, I don't know actually what I'm going to get you to listen to because I totally forgot to think about okay. it but I will I'll, I'll get you it'll be you a surprise for yeah it'll be a surprise for almost our ever growing yeah. listenership that's I think great. Um, we might have a new one I told you. Oh, I told you about my sisters. Did I? You oh, did. I meant to. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I don't. I meant to say it at the beginning to give them a shout out. Well, now we know they listen to the end. If you yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. So Michelle and Kira both said they started listening to it. So I'll give them a little shout out. Nice. I don't know if Martina started listening yet, so I, I won't give her a official yeah. shout out. She got a mention. For sure. No shout out. Though. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we still don't know if Denise is listening yet, but she says she keeps saying she's going to listen. But yeah, like Denise we'll is see. kind of you know, podcast. I've heard of it. <laughs> It's like the wireless, isn't it? You know, that's that's right. now if you hear that, yeah. we'll hear about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay, all right, so we don't know what so we're doing next, but hopefully no. we'll do it soon. Um, my recommendation, by the way, would be oh. the Midnight Library. It's a book. Midnight Library. It's okay. very good, and uh, the audiobook Carrie Mulligan reads it. It's about apparently this this woman who um she doesn't want to live anymore, and she takes a lot of uh, drugs and. Uh, when she goes to sleep and becomes unconscious, she ends up in this place where and it's called the Midlight Library, and it's somewhere between life and death, and it's basically this idea that you could have lived mm. an infinite number of lives, okay. and then she can go back and live those lives. So it's, I really I love the idea nice. of a multiverse and all that. Anyway, oh, I love an old multiverse. <laughs> yeah. um, so and the idea that there's all these different versions of you yeah. out there somewhere. Right. So it's it's pretty much about that, and uh, it's great. I, I want to check it. the name of something I I started watching. I think it's Frank of Ireland. Oh, right. It's Donald Gleeson. Oh, I saw and that. And his I brother, Brian. Right, okay. And uh, it's, a, it's a sitcom, which seems to be set in Hoth. Right. And surrounding areas that we're oh, all no, familiar with. I'm thinking of something else. I haven't um, heard of this at all. It's about, it's about him and his uh, friend, who's a failed musician, and just their funny kind of... It's it's very over the top. It's very right. kind of ridiculous. Um like Donald Gleason's character's name is Doofus and he works in a centre or something like that. Okay, but it's right. a, and his brother is just a constant screw up. But the language is shocking. Right. They say the G word for lady parts a couple of times each episode. And uh, but it is funny. It's 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 very broad, it's very right. silly. Frank of Ireland. Frank of Ireland. Where are you, where it's on channel four. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's on, if you look at the app now you can um, all the episodes. And it's Donald Gleason and his Donald brother. Gleason. Right, okay. yeah, and they they co wrote it. Oh, oh, they wrote it between the okay, two. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. So yeah. worth a look. I, okay. I thought it was very funny in parts. Right, you know? okay. That's so that's right. it. Until next time. Okay, until next time then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Definitely was, better at that. That was good. <laughs>
ಹೋಗ್ಬೋದು ನೋಡಿ